Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gangly Flamingo. This is episode 10, and I am your host and creator, Mark Schultz. Today, I am very excited. A, it's been a little, you know, six-week break or so. Audience members might be like, where the hell is Mark? Uh, I am here, and no worries, still uh, about 219 days, still alcohol-free, um, still engaged with the community when I can. I've been a little busy with um, uh, another podcast, which I, I might cross-sell, because why not? Uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But I am very, very excited to welcome a guest to the show for this episode 10. Caitlin Micah. Uh, Caitlin is a confidence coach. Uh, she is readying a new online program, which I'm sure we're going to talk about launching later on this year. And she is currently partnering with Matt Gardner, who was the last guest that I had a couple episodes ago. Matt was wonderful. If you remember and listened to that conversation, if you haven't, how dare you? How shame on you. Uh, go listen to that right away, but not yet. Let's let's sit here and talk to Caitlin first. Uh, she's partnering with Matt on something called creative.recovery. I believe you can find it on Instagram, right? At, at okay. creative.recovery. Uh, and yeah, you can also find her at and clearheaded underscore Caitlin. That's K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-N. Welcome, Caitlin. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. I'm oh, excited absolutely. to be here. Good. Yeah. I just generally, I feel like even for myself and, and for you, just so we can center it. How do you, how do you feel today? How are you showing up? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a day. Um, oh, really? yeah, it's oh, been a day. Too. Good day. Me um, too. I feel like work was stressful, but what, uh, if yeah. you share like you're a day, yeah. but you're getting through it, you're smiling. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It, um, it, it had a turn for, for good. I went for a walk before this and that's always magical for me to, bring things back to center. So yeah, I'm doing, doing great. Good. Excellent. I need to do that more to be honest. Um, just cause I'm still working remotely here, right. Which is great in many ways. Um, but yeah, I see you nodding your head. Right. I think mm -hmm. if you're anything like me, I need to remember to, I don't know, find a reason to go walk outside to do something. Um, so I'm glad you took a walk and I'm yeah. going to try to do that a little bit more often myself. <laughs> You're in my remote office right now. So I'm also oh. and yes, being Excellent. outside nature. And especially when it starts to turn into fall here, it it's nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good. so what I think we'll generally do is uh, I like to keep it a little interactive with our, our intro and play a little bit of a game. Um, but first, I, I, I have to say right off the bat, if you don't mind me sharing this. Um, you said something interesting when we were chatting about being on the show, and it felt like something that would be about like a good intro to you or maybe indicative of sort of what you're dealing with or where you are on the journey right now. And again, I hope you don't mind me sharing, but I loved this response when we were talking. You said, yes, Mark, I would love to be on the show. I'm really pushing myself to be on as many podcasts as I can. And that's wonderful because I know it takes some vulnerability. Um can you just give me a little bit of a way in? Is it, I don't want to assume, but I feel like that's you facing something and, and staying engaged, but what's the, what's the drive? Yeah. So, um, about it's, it was last January that I entered into a coaching program and I started learning about myself, healing myself, doing a lot of work on myself. And, um, I was definitely a very shy and timid person for really my whole life. Um, that's where alcohol came into play with um, getting that. into that. that. I'm sure we'll talk about that a whole lot. Um, yeah, and yeah. 
Um, so in entering coaching, I, I found my voice and I actually became certified as a coach myself. And, um, now I'm really into telling my story, um, using my voice that I was so afraid of for so long and, um, learning to fall in love with the sound of it. And, um, yeah, so that's where the podcasting has come in. I made it a goal for myself. Um, a lot of things like getting comfortable talking on the camera, um, getting comfortable with zoom, that kind of thing. And then, um, just telling my story because it one has helped people already. And, um, that's where I'm at now. Like I, I, I definitely was my own worst enemy. Um, and now I've become my own best friend and I want to inspire people. Um, I'm one of those people definitely like if I can do it, anybody can do it. I made the decisions for myself. Um, and I want people to know that they can choose that for themselves and find their own light within themselves. Tremendous. No, really, really tremendous. And if there's any indication, like already right away, you come across, you know, very well-spoken and engaged. And it's, it's, uh, I think there's already a sense of congratulations that, you know, given what you just described, that you seem to have embraced this so well. So thank you. Excellent. Absolutely. Things that scare you. It's, it's an amazing feeling on the other side of the comfort zone or the expansion of the comfort zone. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I think that's so relatable for, for all of us. It it still certainly is for me. Um, again, I'm I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but yeah, even, even with my engagement with this podcast, even with engagement with the the zoom community through reframe or, or, or other things, I, I feel like it's ebbs and flows with how much I face things that, um, scare me versus things that I'll start to shrink from, but at least be more knowledgeable about it and then say, Oh, at least I'm aware of the dynamic here that I am shrinking in the past. I wouldn't have even known it. Exactly. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Awareness is had a big conversation about awareness and how cool it is and how amazing it is and how really once you have it, you have it. And it's, it's incredible. It helps. It not just helps. It is like critical. It's pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Terrific. Well, yeah, I, gosh, I almost want to jump right into that, but just in, in terms of intro, I feel like as we're getting to know you as the audience is, is getting to know you. And I always think that these questions are fun. Um, So they're just fill in the blanks. So no right or wrong answer, like all the classic things, right? It's just sort of what jumps to mind. I think even if it feels outlandish or weird, it's, it's going to be fun and, and uh, you know, informative. So question one, if I could wave, this is you speaking, if I could wave a wand and change something, the first thing that comes to mind is blank. Division. Division. I'm assuming not the math operation. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Being a dark, yeah. You mean interpersonal I mean, conflict? Too, but, yeah. <laughs> tells you something about me. I was like, yeah, me too. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, expound just for a second on that. I'm assuming conflict, division. Yeah, conflict, division. Um, I'm better at conflict than I used to be. And that's still an area that um, is an opportunity for me. And um I've just been doing a whole lot on like connecting to myself and like that natural connection to others. And, um, I am a very love forward person. Um, so when there's division or turmoil, that's somewhere that my energy, I struggle to keep it, um, constant. So yeah, division. I want, um, I've always been 
like that. I've been, I was very like loving child. Like I just want the world to be love and flowers and sunshine and butterflies. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. that that's terrific. I, I share some of that, like in my own therapy journeys and so on, the the healthy stand your ground and face conflict versus what I think is a very good, noble gesture, which is always try to solve it. But right. I, I think for me, I'm trying to still find the balance, if that makes sense, right? Because there are some times that I'm trying to fix things that maybe I need to stand for myself. But in general, I would say I'm right there with you. Conflict, I always want to root out why did it exist? It shouldn't, if everything's done in a in a collaborative way, there should be no need for this to happen, right? Everybody should understand each other. And I don't think that's a pipe dream so much. So I think I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Um, okay, number two. If I <laughs> I wrote this yesterday and I gotta say, I, I don't know, I love this question. I'm like patting myself on the back now at this point. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> so number two, if I, you, right. If I were to imagine alcohol being a childhood monster under my bed, I bet it would have looked like this. <laughs> Just describe this okay. thing. Um, Dark and scary with mm -hmm. like big claws that could like suck your energy out of you Ooh. without touching you fully. Oh, like, distance. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm no, at. I'm, I... I'm, 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 I'm picturing like a shadowy figure, but with distinct claw hands. Got it. No, you gave it a, a, a creepy, it's not quite a superpower. It's like a nemesis power. And that's, yeah. and I, I, that resonates with me. That, that is, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people will understand that vision for sure. Uh, three at a party. I'm probably the one who is blank. This is before, like with alcohol. Oh, that's a good question. Let's do uh, before and after. Okay. Before I'm loud until I'm passed out. After I'm listening and observing. Yeah. I'm like nodding. I'm, I'm always putting myself in the same situation and yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm so glad you called that up because it, it is right away, right? I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like, a, it's interesting that we're all in the same, I, I would assume a very similar boat here where, yeah, the fact that party for us is a fraught question, mm -hmm. I think just shows how bonded a lot of us are and what this experience has been. Because I think if you were to ask someone who has not had a problem with it, they would have jumped right to, I'm on the couch with the dog. I'm, I'm here. I'm there. But yeah. for us, we go right to this polarized before and after. And that's. Yeah. And it's very like I saying it, I realized how it sounds almost opposite too. Like loud oh, the two. until yeah. I passed out and then observing and listening. Like, so kind of more like quiet and subdued and the observer and. I think that 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that makes a lot of sense to me in my experience. And and if that's been yours, um, the masks, the the reasons why we were using a substance rather than just, it was there in our lives and we were enjoying it. We were, and if you agree, functionally using it to do something. And for me, it was to become this other person um, who was super loud and wasn't scared to just like crack jokes. And then when it worked, well, good heavens, then I'm going to drink more because I can be funny. (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. do all these things. I said it the other day, I was doing a workshop and I said, I thought that alcohol was helping me be me. And in reality, it was like creating this cycle of like needing it to be who I thought was me. Right. To, to tolerate the absence of like who you thought you should be in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the absence of authenticity. Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to cycle back to that. Cause I think in a little bit, we're going to okay. yeah, not to like tease it out, like annoyingly, okay. but I, I that, that's going to be a theme. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk. Foreshadowing. About. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so for these days, now that I read this one, there's going to be an obvious answer here, but like you can do the obvious answer or or whatever you'd like for these days. Blank is something I make sure to avoid. I'm going to go with past midnight hours. Yes. I'll go on, on obvious there. Nice. Nice. Uh, and I know how I don't mean to say nice, like realizing that I, it, it is a painful thing that to know that we have these minefields or these danger zones for me, sometimes the last time it sprung up for me as a, oh, this is probably a situation I want to be careful of was just walking through the city, just picking something up on like a sunny day where it was not super hot and was getting slightly nicer. And so people mm-hmm. were just not like running inside for air conditioning and it, there was just suddenly that was, I don't usually get the, the urges, right. The, mm-hmm. to, to drink, but it was a, a social urge of, oh, I'm right here at an outdoor restaurant. And so it, it realized I wouldn't have put that on my list of things to avoid, but it was a letting myself, I don't know how to put it, walk by myself without like someone on the phone or having a plan or knowing where I was going, like just meandering and enjoying the day. I need to make sure that still that I have a destination. Otherwise I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, maybe. And that's, 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 I definitely relate to that. The outside patio. um, Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, Right. And they're, they're, they're talking about this monster. It's not just under the bed. I feel like sometimes it's not to sound super paranoid, but it's like, it creeps around and the places that I wouldn't think to find it. I'm like yeah. you know, on the grabbing, street, middle yeah. of Sunday, like yeah. waving from the other side. I'm like, yeah. all right, you're still around. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously we'll be around for some, for some time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the very last question. If it wasn't for blank, I wouldn't be me. There's a few answers, a few angles I can go. No, sure. Anything that Um, if it wasn't for my words, I wouldn't be me. I love that. 
Yes. As someone who has spent a lot of time writing in, in the creative space and certainly with you having the creative recovery, I, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's always such a great way to get to know you. Like, you know, it's, it's like a, a speedway during a, a short, uh, you know, episode like this to just be like, to, get, to see where you are and, uh, and learn a lot about you. How was that answering those? Did it feel? Yeah, it, it's cool. It's, it's interesting. Cause like a few of those could go different ways and it's, it's cool to like, let's listen to yourself for a second and really like come up with the answer that best describes the moment. Yeah. No, well, well, thank you for sharing those. Right. I think thank you. it takes some vulnerability to answer them truthfully. Right. A lot of people can feel like, let me just say this. It's, it's not important. I'm not important about it. I love the, you, you know, um, the work to, to, to say, yo, this is how I really feel about this. And it reflects me. That's, that's yeah. important. Yeah, definitely. Well, good. I, I think with that, we can transfer into a section that I, I usually call the deeper why. And this can be your big why, as we talk about in, in recovery, if needed, or it can be a why more sort of focused on uh, sort of a smaller part of your path. Like that's more immediate right now, if you want. But the way I usually talk about this is, you know, to share with the audience, you know, why you're here on the show. There's the obvious you're here because I have a relationship through the show uh, and online with Matt Gardner. I think he probably mentioned this to you, uh, thought it would be a, a good connection for you and I to meet, get to know each other. Uh, and also him saying, hey, you know, being a guest on Mark's show would be great for probably both of you, uh, I hope. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of the obvious why. But I still feel like, and and there's going to be a little bit of retreading because you you mentioned this from my very first question. I'm like, why the podcast? Why this? But, you know, beyond that obvious why, talk a little bit more about, you know, why would you want to be on the show with me now? Is there something that's really driving you to, to open up and be in such a public space to, to talk about these things? My why is the little versions of me um, and being the person that she would be proud of or needed at certain times in her life. Um, I've been doing a lot of work, whether that's eight-year-old me or 22-year-old me. Um, and I am changing a lot, but it's more so returning to who I was and who I would want to be. And I've done a lot of work. I've gone and written letters to those people. I've written poems about those people. Um, and my why it's like being on podcasts, like I said, a little bit repetitive is to share that story. Yeah. Um, for that girl who was so afraid to use her voice um because and when i t- answer my words make me me or um i wouldn't be me without my words i have talked to myself in the past i know i mentioned my own worst enemy but worse than i would talk to an enemy um and yeah. i've recently changed my words to be my friend And to talk to myself like a friend and to like show myself the love that I deserve. Um, And so that is my why for being on podcasts. I want people to know that that voice in their head, that dialogue in their head is running the show. And if you're saying to yourself things like, you know, I'm, I'm too dumb for them to hear what I want to say. 
which is an example from my past to, you know, I'm brilliant. Like you are creating a whole different life for yourself just with those, those little words. Um, so yeah, wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself and your world will change. I, uh, I'm like taking in your words myself because it's still something that I work through. And so it, it touches me to hear that. Um, right. Because I think I'm not alone. You're probably in the same boat. It, you have to get over that feeling of to say that is arrogance or to say that is something that is off putting in so many ways, but you're right. It, it I think you got to work through that because it's just believing in your, not just, it is believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can, yeah, help you embrace that. It's not saying everything's perfect, but it's saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rambling. No, yeah. that's a big thing that I say is that like my life really didn't change that much. I just, I, I started to choose looking at the good instead of looking at and creating the bad and making myself this like victim of life to turning myself into this hero of life. That's so important. And I I see it bridging to not just how you view yourself, but how you either take a optimistic or a cynical view of what could happen, not just, you know, (laughs) does that make sense? Something that I still struggle with is if I have a negative view of myself, it seeps out to be all of the threats that can happen and it feeds into my anxiety and it feeds into everything else. And suddenly I find during the day that this din of internal thoughts is not just too negative and, and um, a bit oppressive to myself, but it is a string of potentials that are all bad. So I'm like constantly bracing. And right. We talk a lot about anxiety and fight or flight and, and having that always on. Um, so I, I really love you sharing that because I see that as a key to not just changing how you view yourself, but what you expect to have happened to you. Does that ring true for you? Yeah, or? I was, um, wearing a sweatshirt earlier today that says, what if it all works out? Because exactly that, um, you know, people tend to what if the bad and you can do the opposite. You can, what if the good, you can say, what if it all works out? You can say, what if I, it just depends on what your goal is. You know, like what if I go for walks every day? What if I uh, cook my meals and meal prep? And then imagine what happens if you start doing the things that you want to do instead of what if the worst case scenarios, what are the best case scenarios? So yes, I I completely relate. Uh, I really Love that. And it, it's something so difficult because it's a rewiring of your habitual like go-to place. But I feel like if you find a hook into that, it will, to your point, just tilt the perspective. And I feel it's so relevant to folks in the recovery stream because we've done, I think we can take some pride and we've done that in big ways for how we were, had a relationship with alcohol and what we were using it for. So gosh, if we can do that, we can start to work on these other areas, especially since we don't have the booze constantly pulling us away from it. I love that. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, th- I think related to this, you mentioned, uh, I love the way you, you termed it. And then I was about to ask what you meant, but then you described that the, the little use. And I was like, well, where are you going with that? So the younger versions of yourself, right? A very emotionally fraught place to go, which is mm-hmm. wonderful um, and scary. 
mm-hmm. and I think therefore so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I had to write a letter of advice to the younger Mark at one point for a, for a therapy session. And yeah, that goes there. And it, it to folks who are not familiar or, or new to ideas of therapy or, or sort of self-help makes you uncomfortable somehow, just know that if you work through that level of uncomfort, discomfort, um, the rewards really are so rich and these are not things you need to show anybody else, right? Like eventually I think you would to want to open up to, to certain things, but you can start alone. Like you can, you can start and make it private just to, to reap the benefits of it. Um, I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, like giving advice, but I, I feel like that's a good place to start to yeah. get familiar. You know? Yeah. 100%. Um, so, so a link to that, um, I think there's a link is, uh, what I call the, the value pillars. And so audience, if you need a little refresher, uh, if you've listened to, to previous episodes, I've pulled, um, uh, an exercise from, it's probably classically used in, in not just reframe, but a lot of recovery circles, I think, because it is a way to be sort of introspective and to take stock. Um, so there's a list of about 38 different, um, values. Uh, and Caitlin, don't worry. Uh, I, I have them here in case you forgot what you chose. I'll, I'll read them out for you. I would okay. normally be, I would be the same if I was, I'd be like, oh gosh, what did I choose? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will, I will listen for you as a reminder. Um, so here are out of 30, 38 or so, almost 40, I think you choose four and you choose the four that are most resonant for you. Um, to really give too much, like overall, it's it's generally relevant just to you and your life, um, either now or just in general, what jumps out at you. So these are um, the four whoops, that Caitlin chose. And I'll read through the four and then we'll, we'll just check in on them. Trust, love, happiness, and creativity. Creativity, I bolded because we have those in common. So I'm going to read your four again, and then I'll just share my four, but we're going to, we're going to focus on your four. You're the guest. Uh, so trust, love, happiness, and creativity. Just to compare and contrast, all right, I had creativity as well. Uh, for me, I have sincerity, peace, and innovation. Which when I say innovation out of like context, it feels like I do work in marketing or something. It feels like oh, <laughs> innovation is such a like know, corporate thing, sounding thing. But anyway, trust, love, happiness, creativity. Hearing those again right now, Caitlin, do they still feel right? Like there's no wrong, right or wrong answer, but you're nodding. So tell me about yeah. why are you nodding? Um, they're all so relevant in things that I've done. Okay. In, inside like inner work um I mean trust is is huge because that's pretty recent of like trusting myself okay. um trusting the way that I feel instead of um I mean I'm gonna use toxic diet culture right now of like instead of you need to eat this and this and this and this in order to be healthy, like, you know, chicken, spinach, and sweet potatoes, right? Um, rather than trusting myself to make the decision for what I want. Um, and that's been a, a big thing I've been working pretty much simultaneously with alcohol is um, the, the relationship with food. And I've come to realize that they're very similar. Um, 
in what they were for me to me. Um, so yeah, trust within myself. I mean, you can, you can talk about that with alcohol too, is that, um, I live in a a life where alcohol is very present in my life, whether it's family, friends, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's around in most social situations and I trust myself and I trust the decision that I made. Um, you know, there wasn't, I didn't have like many outside influences, like pushing me this way. I just trusted what I was hearing from myself and made the decisions that I made. So that's where trust comes from. Um, love. I mean, I talked about being love forward. Um, I talk about that. I am love. Um, you know, like my love is very unconditional, like, um, you know, like no matter what people do, it doesn't get higher or lower. It's just there. Um, and love also is an inner thing because a lot of times, like I was taking on other people's compliments or other people's love and like basing my self-worth on that. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas now like I'm giving that to myself. So I rely on it from other people so much less. And then I'm able to just like be love and like, I don't have to give it so much or like, I don't have to feel like it's, it's work to love someone. I'm just there and I'm, I'm love. So that's a big one for me. I love Uh, that. It sounds like it's materializing for you and just the connections you have with like, it's uh, exactly, it's, it's just like effortless. And I think that that I, I also big thing for me is that self-love is the source of all other love that I say that a lot. Um, so yeah, once you learn to love yourself, it just becomes effortless. Um, happiness, happiness is a choice and it's created within you. I mean, I have people, I have a husband who adores me and like gave me so much love and like, I still couldn't see it in myself until I saw it in myself. Um, I have friends who have told me you're a healer, you're a beautiful spirit. Couldn't see it in myself until I saw it in myself. And I would go on people's compliments and I would go for so long. And then I would like revert back to like this dark place in my head or sadness or anxiety or whatever it was. And it's this like inner happiness now is again, it's just effortless and it's a choice. And every day, you know, it's not perfect every day, but I wake up and I look at good or I allow myself to rest if I'm feeling very depleted. and instead of like where I used to like beat myself up about that or tell myself that I should be doing something differently, I accept it. And I have the awareness to realize where that's coming from. And I'm still able to choose happy through, um, whether I'm super productive and super active or whether I sit on the couch and watch trash TV, I'm happy. Um, so again, um, these things are things that were so difficult and complicated and then became easy and effortless once I started working on them inside myself. And I missed one. Creativity. Creativity. Okay. Creativity is one that like, I would have told you that I wasn't creative before. And I grew up writing poems for people's birthdays, writing songs, like, um, but I would have told you that I just wasn't artsy. I wasn't creative. I just didn't have like a creative type mind. Um, And now creativity, I mean, it's, a part of what I'm doing. Um, and it's creativity has become such an outlet. And like, if you're, if you were created, you are creative to me. And it's like, so we're all creative. It's just in our own 
way. And once you can, again, I'm going to use the word authentic. Once you're authentically yourself and you can authentically tap into yourself, that creativity, again, I'm going to use effortless. Um, and it's different for different people. Um, for some people it's singing, some people it's painting, you know, like in, for some people it's creating online courses. I'm, I'm going that route now where I'm right. creating this online course and that's got more of like a logical structured side, but I'm still creating it. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I truly believe that like we were born to create and that once we are authentically connected with ourselves, that's pretty easy to tap into. I can't agree with you more because we grow up and I feel like we're put into certain lanes and therefore the self-narrative perpetuates itself. So to your point, if someone feels like they're not creative, then you it becomes a part of your identity and you hold yourself away from that or from experiencing that. And I, and I feel like from learning that creativity. So I, I studied art. I, I've written papers on what is that? I was an actor director here in the city. I've, I've spent a lot of time on that topic. And I think the more you study it and learn it, the more that you realize there are no rules to it. There are ways to stay engaged. There are ways to take your, your impulse and shape it and make it more robust and better. But the value of it as a seed, the value of it as a, a initial impulse is always there. I think I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, to that is, that's regardless, because there's a million ways to be like infinite ways to be creative, you know, you mentioned painting and so on. Those are all there, but this is why you hear folks that dedicate their lives to something that's super niche, but that is super creative to them. It's, it's, and uh, it's just so endless, like what, what people can bring to it. And then the joy it, you know, it brings back to you. Uh, so I absolutely love and applaud you for, for finding a way to that, I think in this journey is. Thank you. Yeah. It's inspiring it's and really, you know, it's huge. You're welcome. Absolutely. Um, okay. So what I, I think you already started to, to go down the path, but I, I think you stopped, which is probably a natural reaction. You said these things either were changed or have been so different. So generally my follow-up question is in my experience, the alcohol and the abuse of it, or the, the way we were misusing it would have cut you off from the source of these things in probably some really pivotal ways, most likely. Um, do some things jump to mind right away? Like how was it distorting your relationship to these? It's funny that you said that because when you were talking, I was thinking this, like I definitely used alcohol to numb or silence like my overthinking, huge mm -hmm. overthinker, still am. Um, that's something now I have the awareness of. Um, Creativity has done so much for that. And just like that, I have coloring books um, that I focus on and that kind of thing. Um, but in numbing, you can't choose what it numbs. So like in numbing that voice or silencing that voice or quieting that voice, I was also quieting so many beautiful things about me. I was quieting like my happiness. I was quieting everything. I was just, I was numb. And I numbed out this creative side of me. Like it, it really became this cycle of like, I learned to shut off my feelings. I learned to shut off my creativity. I learned to shut off my inner voice. And when that started happening, everything that was really me, really authentically me shut off with it. 
Um, I mean, I, nature, birds, flowers, um, all of that. Like I was really giving away all of the things that made me me. Yeah. And I, it sounds like, you know, it's not just one of these pillars that you push on one of the pillars and they fall, they all start to fall. Right. It's like domino effect. Um, yeah, it really is such an insidious thing. When you were talking it, it made me think of a similar way that I was using it to, to hide, to become someone else, to, to amp things up. But what I was losing, I think it's, it's, it's very similar to what you're saying was the robustness of like who you are when you're also not always happy, but who you are that rounds out your being when I call it the, the buoyancy. I don't call it that. A lot of people call it right our ability to be buoyant. And so when things aren't always good, we're just as much us and how we learn how to adapt to a trough, to something negative, to when we're us and how we celebrate. And I feel like without that up and down to your point, like the numbing, just the flat line of that, you're throwing out not just the good, but the bad, but if it makes any sense, if it's not super weird, like the good in the bad, like who you are when you face adversity or you face something and you learn to still be connected to you. That's yeah. yeah. And then it, you know, it wears off and you have the highs and the lows again. And then, you know, and then you drink again and it becomes a cycle because you can't, or I couldn't, um, really differentiate the good and the bad anymore. It just was like, it was like highs, lows, roller coaster. But at the same time, I felt like I could numb it with this thing and become more myself. And yeah. And it just became a cycle. I love that you said that because it's giving me a different way of picturing when you're on that numb line. I know I keep visualizing, right? Instead of the ups and downs, you're standing Mm -hmm. and walking along like the middle flat line Mm -hmm. to your point anything outside of that line, either good or bad, just feels threatening because it's not numb. So you can't differentiate. It sounds like, right. That that totally makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't differentiating. And I was losing just to share a little bit about like my side was I was in uh, unable after a while to just deal with things that I, I, like I lost the, the, the malleability. I lost the strength to to deal with things that were pretty simple, right? Not to, again, be negative and hard on myself, but stuff that I should have been rolling with, I was just losing the, the mental strength to, to ride the ups and downs, right? And so if anything stepped outside of that line, I would just like lose it. Does yeah. that see you nodding? Does that feel? Yeah, and it's, I mean, I've never put it that way. That just kind of came to me too. And, and you know, it it's like coming to mind, like, you know, when you're celebrating and you, you use alcohol to celebrate, or I used alcohol to celebrate, or when I was stressed out, I used alcohol. Like it, there was no different, yeah. like, it's just like feeling or not feeling. And anything exactly. was like, I don't want this because I don't exactly. know what to do with it. Oh right. my gosh. And what a, yeah. What a, what a, you're just robbing yourself of so much experience. Um, yeah. it was one of my big anchors still is right. I, I shouldn't act like I figured it all out, you know, 219 yeah. days, still definitely not out of the woods that we ever will be. Um, not in a bleak way. Anyone listening who's starting their journey, they're like, oh gosh, I, by 219 days, I want this all figured out. Well, you're going to be a lot better on, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if you agree, Caitlin, like I feel very stable. I'm incredibly yep. happy that I've made this decision, but I'm being realistic that it's, 
I have to stay engaged. I have to continue to choose, like you said, choose the way that's going to lead me to happiness. I was going to say, just like happiness, it's a choice. And like I said, no matter what, I make the choice for happiness. I do the same thing with alcohol. I make the choice to stay alcohol free. So yes, Um, because if you focus on what you gain, I'm gaining the ability to ride those waves, everything we just talked about to, to experience something that is an emotion, whether positive or negative, and then celebrate that I'm there presently being me experiencing it and not only learning and growing from that, but you know, you live once and I don't want to live it numb and then unable to deal with anything. And just, it's not healthy. (laughs) Right. And the negative feels a lot less negative. Like you feel it all the way through. And it, once you get through it, it feels like you can recognize that it was a good thing or that it was a lesson or that there was a purpose for it. And it feels a lot less bad. Um, and there's no reason to numb it because you know that you're going to get to the other side and you're going to learn something from it. Right. And it sounds like I'm being a massive you know, masochist, but like I sometimes <laughs> I'll be very transparent. A couple, like a month or two ago, I was going to say what I'm about to say, but it is even right now challenging for me to, to stick to this, but here's what I do strongly agree uh, or, or um, think you get to a point where you flag that that's something's happening. You're feeling negative. And there's a little bit of a, oh, there's some work to do here. And it's it's an opportunity to face it and know that you're going to feel better on the other side, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. But I'm going to say that still takes some time and choice and, and working on the um, the habit of it because I feel like lately, just to, sh- to share, I do feel like I'm shrinking a little bit. I'm, I'm in no danger of drinking, but I know that it's a little bit in danger of not leaning into my challenges as much as I feel like I need to be. If that makes sense. I've had that experience a lot. And I was actually talking to our mutual friend, Matt, today. And I, was uh, said to him, and I said to him um, that I've been doing so much healing and so much healing and so much healing. And I'm at a place where I want to just be for a second. And mm-hmm. like, I think that at first when I started feeling like that, it like almost scared me in a way. Like, and, and shrinking is a good word. Like I was like, am I, am I shrinking? And it's like, oh, you're just taking a second from the expansion that you've been going through yes. you're being you're not shrinking well for me it's like yeah no I'm, but I, I'm gonna be expand as expanded as I've become like that's a lot and I right now I'm gonna be so I that's so important to keep in mind and I'm gonna walk away from our conversation tonight um with with that in mind because it's a it's so helpful b it connects to a lot of other advice that I think you, you hear and you need to to keep front of mind. There's a coach from Reframe that will often draw uh, a graph, but it, this line doesn't go straight at a at an angle. He just makes it intentionally go everywhere, up and down, yeah. squiggles, because he's like, this is the real line. So to your point, don't put pressure on yourself to continuously grow exponentially, constantly, positively, like it's going to be ups and downs. So yeah, I need to, I need to remind myself of that. I'm glad you did. Thank you for reminding me. Um, and for anyone listening that that is something don't this, this journey is not a straight line and be your own advocate of, as I think we've been talking about too. Yeah. If you're here and listening to this, first of all, congratulations. And I think it makes me emotional to know that folks are listening to this, who made a choice to face this. Right. Yeah. Um, and 
everything makes me emotional lately, but like Caitlin, that you're here sharing and that people can hear your story is, uh, is, is a big deal. So thank you. Emotions are good. Feelings are good. good. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> amazing. So, okay. I'm looking over, uh, keep us a little bit on our, on our path through here. So I guess the next section before we take a little break for, for a little bit of fun here is to share briefly, I know any listeners, any dedicated loyal listeners, thank you. You'd be familiar with this, but uh, Caitlin, I would fully understand you not to know this. So I, I would, um, I'm just going to share the gangly flamingo, right? I guess the name of this podcast. What, what is that about? Now, Matt may have cheated and, and, uh, and told you this or, or so on, but so gangly flamingo came from the, the need for me to, to embrace being a gangly flamingo when I'm in situations where I used to rely on booze and I feel very awkward. I feel incredibly, it can be panicky. It can be just off. It can be avoidant, avoidant, is that a word? But avoiding the situation, shrinking, whatever we want to say, right? Something where I just feel like I'm not, where, where I would have ordered drinks and down them until I suddenly, magical, was... <laughs> bubbly and, and confident and all the things that now I treasure working towards being authentically as me. Like I am comfortable taking my time to get there because it's going to be real this time. Um, no matter how long it takes. So that for me is I, I almost didn't go do something. This was like, you know, eight months or so ago now. I almost didn't go. I got all dressed and I was going to go do something. And I suddenly didn't want to because I realized I get anxious without my crutch. But then I yelled at myself, be the gangly flamingo, go be awkward. And that's okay. Like people, so it's a temporary view. Why am I so in need of being perceived as this like flawless, in control, whatever, you know, um, why is that holding me back? So that's what the gangly flamingo is about. I guess the question becomes what I've learned from talking guest to guest is that that gangly flamingo can take some different forms. Like for me, it was using it in a social environment where I was around a lot of people. I've had guests where their gangly flamingo was living with themselves when they come home from work, where they're by themselves and they can't in some ways tolerate the silence and their own thinking. Uh, you probably know where I'm going here, but like where, what would you say yours is? When are you at your quote unquote gangliest, your most at swim without what used to be the crutch? It's yeah, it's, it's social situations, um, specifically family, social situations. Uh, okay. And it's the point where people's eyes glaze over speech starts to slur. Um, Oh, and others. It yep. starts to feel like it's turning into a drunk party um, where the conversations start to get circular. Um, it's usually that. So, and a lot of times I'm, I'm noticing this about myself very recently that I, I'm at my most anxious before the event even starts thinking about that point of the night, thinking about leaving am I going to be able to leave are we sleeping over there 
yeah. uh, depending on what the situation is. So yeah, I would say that like, it's definitely the point in the night where like people's voices get louder and they start talking over each other and circular talks a big one for me. Um, when, you know, conversations get, I mean, this is going to go back to conflict, but turn into debates and yeah, people are yeah. saying the same points over and over again. And, um, you know, there's division, uh, yeah, yeah. not math, but division. <laughs> um, I know I'm that, so embarrassed I even said that, but it, <laughs> it was good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's that point of the night for me. And I think I've, I've done a little work on this, that that used to be my point where I would start pushing the party and I would start, you know, whether, you know, I was, I was right along there with them. So whether it was, you know, breaking out the shots or starting, you know, the dance music or whatever it was. Um, and in, in retrospect, maybe that whole like ramping up the party was trying to stop the conflict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like I used to, I definitely was the one that like, quote unquote, drove the bus to the party. Like I would, I would stay up. And I think that this is the past midnight thing too. Like yeah. I would stay anytime past midnight. That's another huge one for me. Um, I've gone to, you know, weddings where I've gone to the after party and it's like, I need to go to bed right now. Um, but, but yeah, I would say that it's, it's that point of the night, usually where the party starts to pick up regardless of whatever time that is. And yeah. Yeah. How, um, so that's a, a makes a lot of a total ton of sense. B it's an interesting one because my gut reaction is, and I'm not diminishing what you're saying at all, but it, this one is a good one because I feel like it gives you something to an opportunity and others listening who go through something similar to learn how to deal with that. Because I feel like we sometimes feel a social obligation to stay. My gut is to like, look at you and be like, get up and go. You don't know anybody, anything, but I realize it's not always that easy. Yeah. Um, how have you observed yourself dealing with it? lately um do you run for the hills or do you find there are times there? where i run for the hills um you know which which I, shouldn't be a, i shouldn't say run for the hills is a bad thing right? no you're drawing a barrier and you're like this is yeah. unnecessary yeah that that girl that you know i i describe myself as soft or as um you know kind she definitely has boundaries now which she didn't um Excellent. so yeah that's that's a thing um i also don't go sometimes. And, and that is a big thing as I, you know, fear of disappointing people. That's another big theme in my life. Yeah. Um, so not going to social events, um, was hard for me in the beginning and yeah. now it's a little bit easier, um, a lot of bit easier. And then, um, you know, I'm big into like, I, I, I enjoy my non-alcoholic beers, my non-alcoholic wines. I make like non-alcoholic mocktails. Yep. If I have, if I have it in my hand, first of all, 99% of the people don't care. Um, right. exactly. yeah. And that's, that's another thing. Like I've started to notice it. Like, you know, people may be like, Oh, like Bud zero, what's that about? Or, you know, I have the one-off neighbor that likes to ask me if I'm not drinking because I'm pregnant and I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, but right. like, you know, you're going to have that. Um, and 99% of the people aren't going to care. And those questions seem so scary in the beginning. And like the first time I was asked, I was like, okay, that's annoying. But since then it's just like, okay, like that's, that's part of it. And if I choose to get annoyed again, it's a choice. And if I choose to just be like, no, nope, uh, 
not not the reason, um, then then that's fine too. And and I've noticed that a lot of people that ask, um, it seems like a projection where I was just gonna say, yeah. Yeah, where um yeah, if people don't have an issue with or feel that they need to make an excuse for themselves or that kind of thing, they're just gonna let you do your thing. Um and also in the beginning, I did definitely have like a harder time with like those conversations and that kind of thing. And now I've gotten used to it and I either, you know, walk away and that person doesn't notice or, um, or I sit there for the conversation and I can, breathing is huge for me. Um, breathing into my belly the whole time. Um, if you, if I'm breathing in my chest, I'm stressed. If I'm breathing in my belly, I'm good. Um, so that's a big one too. Right. Is just or not like, breathing at all. Sometimes I notice I'm holding and I'm like, oh. exactly. We're like, if, if I just like sit and breathe for a second and I mean, walk away and take five minutes, this wedding that I was at, um, you know, I just like went outside and sat on the edge of the wall for a second. And I was like, you know, and, and that gives you that second to like catch your breath and breathe. And, and another big one, you know, like the whole doing what you're afraid to do get up at the wedding and dance. And I do now. And like, I, all these things that like, I, I felt like I needed alcohol to do. I do them now. And it's like, I'm done when I'm done and it's fine. Or, um, you know, like if I, it's all like authentic and that's what I love about it. It's like, whether it's, um, dancing or talking to someone I haven't seen in a long time or that kind of thing. It's like, as soon as now, as soon as that like little bit of fear creeps up, it makes me want to do it more because I know that once I do the thing, I'm going to be more expanded. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to work on that myself because I'm, you nailed a big one for me. I haven't been in situations where I've needed to like dance in public or whatnot. And that was a huge one for me. I think me and a lot of people, it sounds like yourself. Yeah. Much easier to do it. You know, if you're bombed and, and you just, <laughs> don't care. Um, <laughs> but, uh, now I, I feel like pushing myself to do that. Expansive is a perfect word for that because I would rather try to face that. Right. And, and realize underneath that was just my obsession with being perceived as perfect again, or being able to dance well, well, maybe I'm not a good dancer or maybe, you know, like to think I am, but like, no one's going to know. And I'm not going to know unless I test it out. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna die and shrivel up if you know I dance like Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> right. And and it's like these people at the wedding, like they were they were bombed, a lot of them, not all of them, but like it's and right. Right. Like if you took a percent of those people yeah. don't care. Right. Um, and it's you, not like they're dancing well, probably. Exactly. You're gonna have <laughs> people that ask you why. And oh gosh. No is no is a complete answer. I'm learning that one myself too. That's a good one to keep in mind for sure. Yeah. I always say, yeah, it's no, and there's there's never a period. It's like no dash, no comma, yeah. no run-on sentence into the rest yeah. of my thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for 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 sharing that. And uh I think with that we can transition into a little bit of a, a break. I know you're probably like, it gets tiring just sharing your, <laughs> yeah. your uh your deepest you know, perspectives on things, but it's so valuable. And again, I, I know I thanked you already, but coming on something like this, I, I think is so helpful for so many people. Um, so this section I lovingly call booze libs probably makes sense what this is. Uh, but what I do, if, uh, Caitlin, and for anyone uh, new to the show, 
I have some fun finding a vintage alcohol ad, like a print ad that has some copy, sorry, text in it. And, uh, and what we do is I, I sort of carefully swap out some words and sections, and then I give a list, uh, to the guests. And so Caitlin has filled this in and I just always love, like, even <laughs> no matter what the responses are, I just have so much fun reading it because it comes across <laughs> for something that tries to take itself so seriously as like an alcohol ad, which in, in itself is hilarious. Um, yeah. it really just sounds so unhinged in some ways that I, just love it to death. Um, there's a broader, <laughs> there's a broader, broader purpose audience is that, uh, keep in mind, it, I think it's easy for us to forget. It is everywhere. Caitlin mentioned before that our, you know, when we step off that, that line of, of numb and it's either positive or negative, it's because we were exactly to your point, Caitlin, using it to celebrate, but we also use it to mourn. We use it to mark so many different occasions that it really is so pervasive everywhere. So although this is a fun little uh, segment and exercise to do, just to really keep that present in mind that if you know, you're on this journey and you're struggling and you feel like it's everywhere, well, it is everywhere and that's not your fault and you're not you know, weak or troubled to, to be running into to problems. We are socialized to have it be in our face all the time. Um, so keep showing up to things like this, not just my show. I mean, I hope you do, but you know, anyone who keeps you engaged and present and aware of, of these things is, is huge. Okay. So this is an ad. I never say the actual name of the brand in case I get sued my pants off. I doubt that's going to happen, but they are still around. Sometimes I find brands that like nobody knows, but this one, this one's a popular one. Um, so here it is. I will do my little I have fun also with this because I'm an ex-actor and I love this, like, you know, takes me back to voiceover recordings. So here's a little uh, ad written by Caitlin and a big alcohol company. La jour, the art of being. There is a time for gratefulness, a time for living it, a time for licking in the beautifulness of the moment. Moments of duck, tree, car, love. This is the moment for le jour. Clear, dry, nice le jour with its whisper of sweet imported from the mountains. And today, the best being brand of liquor in the beach. Because everywhere in the beach, there are lights who believe that the secret of the fun speaker may be found in the art of being. <laughs> it's just a good one. <laughs> so I love it. It always matches like their overblown copy. I work in advertising yeah. and marketing and it's just, they're so like serious. Yeah. And it just cracks me up. up. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's um, hilarious. So I'll, I'll, I will, Blank out the the actual brand name because this is a short one. So here's the the, the always the the real ones are almost just as bizarre sometimes. So I'm just going to say brand for their name, but you could imagine it's probably a French name that everybody knows very familiar. Um, okay, so brand the art of lingering, which I think is hilarious, right? It's just just linger. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of lingering, drunk off my face, more lingering than I needed to do, way beyond bedtime, frankly. 
say. The art of, the art of lingering way past midnight to your point. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a time for slowness, a time for pushing it, a time for reveling in the deliciousness of the moment. Moment of firelight. Also, the copy grammatically, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'll read that again. A time for reveling in the deliciousness of the moment. Moment of firelight. You mean moments? I don't know. This is weird. Moment of firelight. <laughs> friendship. Music. Love. Okay, everybody. <laughs> this is the moment for brand. Clear, dry, elegant brand with its whisper of orange imported from France. <laughs> Kills me. The best, uh, and today the best-selling brand of liquor in the world, because everywhere in the world there are people who believe that the secret of a good life may be found in the art of lingering. <laughs> I like mine better. I know. First of all, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yours is like some more punch doesn't put you to sleep. Yeah. B. Oh, I mean, I hope that brings it home for folks. Like you take yeah. it out of context the art of lingering. It's connected to like every core, like what a, what a contrast, right. To your beautiful conversation around love and happiness and all these things in an authentic way that is like pillars of your life. And then it's just thrown. So haphazardly into like an alcohol ad. It just makes me feel like. Yeah. Gross. I don't like it. (laughs) You're like, burn it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a great. Great. I mean, awareness, just to bring it back to awareness, like that is yeah. a great exercise. Yeah. Just like the, this, the ridiculousness of it and how much, right. Like, we wouldn't have been aware of that in the past. We'd have read that and be like, mm-hmm. yeah. You want to know where my breath is after that? It's back in my chest. <laughs> 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 totally. I get it. I'm like, yeah, land I can land. Yeah. Uh, goodness. Well, it's funny, I, as I scroll through things to, to chat about, this is maybe a, a good way to like get you grounded, get you like <laughs> amped up. And it's funny, I often have tried to bring this up and I don't think I'm misspeaking or, or misremembering, but I don't think I've actually been able to ask this question yet. So I'm glad we're going to get to it. Um, is there a particular, right? We talked about things that are important to you, the importance of your why, the importance of being on this journey. But as we talked about, there's always a balance and there's, a, a, I think, a healthy balance of things that are positive about it. But then we also have to get through the things that aren't great. Do you have in this new reality, whether it be, I'm, I won't lead you, right? It's something that is a peeve that's just, it's like, ooh, this part of either the journey or people in the journey, like, I don't want you to, I mean, do what you want, throw people under the bus or anything, but it's got to be something, right? You're just like, ooh, this part of this journey just sucks. Does something come to mind or is annoying or is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy question, right? Because I think we, yeah. we want to embrace it. We don't want to like judge anything bad, but there's probably something that's just like, Oh no, there's, there's stuff. And like, for <laughs> me, a big one. And like maybe annoyed is even the wrong word, but like frustrating. Okay is people who complain, I'll say, about an issue or a problem or something within themselves, but then perpetuate it instead of doing something to fix it. That's something that 
I find frustrating. And I I think that's a a big part of that is because like, I want to help people, Mm -hmm. but I also realize that like, until someone's ready for help, it's not going to do anything. Um, and so, yeah, that's part of it. And then I think there's definitely things. Um, while you're thinking, I'm going to jump in because that I haven't, I haven't like fate that mm, it's good because you're like facing a part of this that is tricky. I don't want anyone listening to this who's new on the journey to think there's a bunch of like 200 day people who are just, you know, ready to be critical of you. But it is, I think you, you put yourself in a situation where you're caring and you, you do want that person to improve and move on. But what I think, I don't, let me know if this is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I felt this, you, you can see probably in that, in that, clarity that we always seem to have for others, but we never always have it for ourselves. We're getting there, right? We're, we're mm-hmm. teaching to see ourselves clearly, but that's hard. But I think it's it's sometimes easier to give, to see what might be going on with somebody else. So if we sense that that thing that they're bringing up is something they need to face and it is repetitive, I, I, I hear your frustration and I know I felt it because like you can't rush it. They're either going to get there or they're not. I mean, I, I feel like in a classic way, that's why you can't diagnose someone as I hate the word alcoholic because I... It's medicalizing and it's, it's troubling, but let's say, yeah. not even say alcoholic, but a, to say, in my experience, you can't tell somebody they're abusing alcohol. It mm-hmm. may be very obvious to you. You may think it's true, but unless they come to it, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Does that yeah. feel related? Like I, I so when you're helping somebody through something, it's like, ah, it kills me. It is, it is annoying, but like they yeah. have to get there on their own. If and that's if what you're you mean. Listening to this, or if you're on this journey, you're already steps ahead yes, of yes what i'm talking about because you're already here um yes yeah and you'll start and to yeah. enjoy the annoying things about yourself i know that sounds also weird but like i know some of the things that i keep circling back to and i mm-hmm. think that's part of the part of the the beauty of this is you start to clear that dust or wool from your eyes to say oh okay when you share the frustration with somebody who is farther along with you in the day count that's a big deal because then you're mm-hmm. like oh I can see what's holding me back. I can see why somebody who has three years is looking at me, maybe slightly frustrated, not judgy, not upset. Um, Doesn't want the worst for me, right? Wants the best for me, but that's why they're frustrated. I think, Mm -hmm. sorry, I'm getting all like hyped up. (sighs) Yeah. Like just get through this. And there's so much. And that's another thing I say is like, there's so much beauty on the other side of whatever, wherever you're stuck. Expansiveness. Um, I loved that word of yours. Yeah. So good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then um, for me personally, like inside me, like something that I find frustrating is like when I feel stagnant um, or when I feel like I can be like on this like path of like doing everything so good. And then something happens and I'll overthink again or like, you know, like almost a a reverting back into something that like maybe I would have used alcohol to numb. And it's like, well, why am I even there? Like I've done so much healing. So like just being hard on myself or impatient with myself, that's, that's something that I can work on. So, um, I talk about something other people and then something inside myself too. I was going to offer something that I think is a perfect bridge for you. And what you just said, because, you know, uh, audience in some of the, uh, questions that Caitlin answers just to, to prepare for the show, get us both in the mind space to, to have a good conversation. You mentioned that one of the things that are most important to you um, that you're passionate about, right? You listed things like creativity, which is certainly a, a, a recurring theme. One of the things that I thought was very interestingly worded was feeling everything all the way through. And that, tell me if I'm wrong, but that feels very related to what you're saying. Like, make sure you're you're going all the way 
through it to experience it. Can you just yeah. talk a little bit about and what that means to you when you write something like that? I am a big believer that we're here to feel. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we talked about like shutting things off and numbing. That's yeah. a big part of it is like that point. And like, I can still recognize that point. I'm to a point now <laughs> where the like not drinking is fairly, I don't want to say easy, but it right, comes right. pretty naturally to me at this point. Um, and I, um, I can still feel the part where I used to open a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I have a little like meditation, um, room set up and I go sit in there or I go for a walk. I mean, I, I said it in the beginning, I was like, when I think I need a drink, I'm going for a walk because that's actually what I need right now. Um, and then you go, you feel it. Sometimes I cry on my walks. Sometimes I laugh on my walks. Um, I mean, there are neighbors who probably have seen all emotions from me. Um, and I'm, I'm a big believer in it. And the thing that's so great for me about, I'm just going to say walks again, because I can go out on this walk and I can be feeling any type of way. And I can come back as a whole different person because I went out and I felt it all the way through. Um, I mean, I, I can do that here too, in my little meditation room or wherever I am. Um, and whether that's laughing, crying, whatever you need to do, do it. And, and the, a big thing for me too, is like, I used to be described as like over emotional and that kind of thing. So I would try to hold it in until it would get to a point where, you know, I was, I was much more emotional than I would have been. My emotions are so much more under control now because I feel everything all the way through. I cry when I need to cry. I get mad when I need to get mad and I feel it rather than bottling it up and then having it come out at this completely unproductive time and people being like, whoa, like, where is this coming from? Or me being like, well, where is this coming from? Um, so that's it. Feel what you're feeling when you're feeling it and let it come through you. And and I'm going to say again, like, it's not bad, good or bad. It'll yeah. feel good or bad at the time. But once you get through it, you're going to say like, that taught me something or, you know, or there may be something that you perceive to be really good that isn't so good. And, you know, there's, there's things where just go through it and ride the wave. And I think you learn to trust yourself that you, you do come back up. You, Mm -hmm. for me, it was, if I let myself go there, it is the blackest of holes that I will never crawl back out of. And Mm -hmm. I think you find that, um, you, you take pride in learning that that's not true, right? You trust that there's the upswing again. And, and then you have so much pride in you rode through it. Yeah. yeah. Without- and when you're, yeah. And then on the flip side that when you're up and you come and you start coming down, you're still like, okay, I'm leveling out and right. that's okay. Yes. You know, like you have these ebbs and flows and it's like, you just accept that and you realize that that's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. Well put. Yeah. It, we're not supposed to just be, you know, we say happiness and I love that you had it in your, your list and it's, it is important. We work our way there, but we admit that it's happy all the time at all moments. Like it, it would be just as inauthentic, right? If we didn't have ups and downs naturally. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be happy all the time to be a happy person. Yes. Well put. 
Uh, so I think we're going to probably slowly come to our, our closing thoughts here. I mean, I do have a couple more questions, um, but also, you know, keep in mind, Caitlin, if there was, you know, something burning that you wanted to share or talk about, um, we can, can certainly bring those up. Um, but I think one of the, the first questions is, you know, I love how we have been keeping the audience in, in mind, dear audience, and, and actually referring in, in to you and, and what you may or may not be going through in, in whatever part of your journey you're at. Um, but in particular, if someone has showed up, I think we've given a lot of amazing advice already, but if they're really in the throes of that dark trough and are struggling in ways, like, can you think of, I don't want the question to be like, what strategy did you use? Like that is very, very specific, but how was it for you? And, and do you remember ways that, you know, you just got through it? Um, and, and what may have, you know, what your experience was. Yeah. Um, I still use this and it's to remember that all you really have is the moment you're in. Mm. So I can look forward to, I'm a huge Chicago bears fan. I can look forward to football Sundays and now I've had a few this, this season, but, um, where it used to be, you know, opening a beer at 1130 in the morning and, you know, possibly being, probably being hungover from the night before, right. um, and continuing to drink through that, that day too. And the, at the beginning of the season, I was looking forward to the first game and I was like, Oh, like, that's going to be hard. That's going to be triggering. That's going to be this. And like on that first day I made chili, I had my alcohol free beers and it was, I was like, what did I think I was going to miss out on? Like it was the same right. thing. It was amazing. It was better because I was spearheaded. Um, and could focus. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> and I said to myself, I'm like, this is why we stay in the now, because I spent all this time with the anticipation building up, thinking of how it was going to be in the future. And then in the now it was the same thing. So stay in the now, um, same thing with like, I've healed a lot of stories from my past. And I believe that that's super powerful mm. in staying in the now, if there's a story from your past that, is haunting you or holding you back or blocking you. For me, working those stories in the now helped me to become this person. Um, so it doesn't mean don't heal. It doesn't mean don't work those stories. It doesn't mean don't, you know, better yourself. It just means to do what you can right in this moment to be who you want to be. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say yeah enough there. <laughs> and audience, if you're thinking for ways to 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 take what Caitlin's saying, and maybe part of you is like, but sometimes it's hard to, to understand what does in the now mean or or how do I remember to be there? Like it, it feels like you have to find it. One thing that I would offer to to help elevate and like enable the advice that that Caitlin's giving is sometimes just note when your thought relates to something in your past or if it relates to something in the future. So you, I think over time, you're going to start to realize, oh, I was reliving a stupid thing I said 10 years ago or yesterday, anything in the past, right? Or I was worried about if I was going to uh, anything, miss the bus, have something fall on me, get sick tomorrow. Like, And I think you start to notice just that the sheer numbers of things that are pulling you out of the moment, right? So any of those, you are, you're, you're like either projecting yourself into the future or you're projecting yourself into the past. 
And so I feel like those are good guideposts to say, oh, that's where my brain is constantly. And I know I've learned this, I'm still learning this. Then yeah, I'm not right here saying, oh, I'm looking at the reflection of my light for this show in my glass right now and how much I appreciate guests like Caitlin coming on and you know her smiling and, and nodding and that we're offering something amazing together to you. I just like totally complimented my own show. It's amazing. But you know what I mean? Like this is a, <laughs> like a, a good experience, something for me that I find amazing, right? Don't mean to sound like a pompous ass, but like that's when you can land in the moment and not be, you know, I already feel better. You know, yeah. earlier today, I was worried about stuff for work tomorrow. And I was pulling myself into the future. And enough of that, Mark and others. <laughs> but again, don't beat up on yourself. And me. I mean, so, yeah, and that's right. the thing. Like we we all do it. And it's it's it comes back to that great word awareness that we've used all show is yes. having the awareness of when you're doing it or or even that you that you did. Like when I was watching football, I was like, oh, that was completely not being in the moment. Yes, like yes. and I, I went back to it. And then now I'll have that awareness for whatever the next event is. Right. And it's a, it's like a mental muscle. You're going to find that it's probably going to be like, Oh, I'm constantly in the past. Ooh, I'm really constantly in the future. But the more you're aware of that, the more you start to be more in the present. I, that's why I, I think that's another th reason why meditation is so important. It's not just about relaxing. Everybody thinks it's that yes, it has some autonomic system like benefits, but it's also helping you literally stay now. And mm -hmm even when you're just naturally want to go, I have to make dinner. Nope. That's in the future. Oh, uh, this should have happened. And that's in the past. <laughs> so audience, I want to thank Caitlin very, very much for being so open. Uh, I think you will all agree with me, dear listeners, that she's made amazing progress. If I don't sound condescending in terms of harnessing what her little ones would maybe have avoided and finding her voice and coming on a show like this and offering, in my opinion, really great, um, strong advice, thoughtful advice, um, vulnerable advice about her, her experience. So that Caitlin means the world to me. And I know a lot of other people, uh, if other people are interested in where you can interact with Caitlin, if you don't mind me offering this. Um, again, at creative.recovery. And you mentioned, if we can bring it up, you're cooking up a, a good 21-day, like something that folks can find you, I'm, ass I'm assuming, a part of, a very big part of it, uh, this 21-day program. Can you just mention what's what's going on? Yeah, so this is in the very beginning stages of, of being developed. Um, came to me on a walk. Uh, and yeah, so it's based on the 2190 rule, which says that it takes 21 days to create a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle. Nice. So my idea with this is to have um, people come in and they will set an intention in the beginning. Um, there'll be a coaching session and then there'll be group calls weekly. Um, so it's only a three or it's a three week uh, program. So yeah. It will, there'll be three group calls. I'll do a one-on-one -on -one call with everyone and then we'll do daily check-ins. Um, and then the whole point will be doing something every day. It'll probably be like 10 minutes a day to move you closer to that intention that you set. And then at the end of the 21 days, you'll have created that habit. And then the 90 days will, will encourage you through those 90 days to make it a lifestyle. 
Oh, I really love that. It's, it's, it's social, it's, it's repetitive. It, it feels like a little bit of behaviorism and like exposure therapy slowly. Like it, there's a lot of good things going on in that. That's, that's exciting. Um, I absolutely, I'm going to try to follow, uh, the journey, but please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I would always post on the site, um, ganglyflamingo.com. Nice little segue to remind people of yeah. that. And maybe I can give some advice and, and link to some of the the things that you launch. I would love to do yeah. that. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Uh, any final like, things you wanted to say or mention or anything before we close? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no pressure. My normal, you, but... my normal thing is all you have is the moment you're in. And I, I went through that. So yeah. um, just, just keep staying in the moment, um, believe in what you're doing and do the things that you know are right for you. And what the rest of the world says isn't your story. So do what feels true for you. Excellent. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Of course. And and thank you again, audience, for, for checking out episode 10 of Gangly Flamingo. Uh, remember, we talked a lot about it today, but one thing I always like to close with, that feeling awkward, that, that angst, that discomfort that comes up in moments means that there's something real happening, going on, um, that there's some work taking place. And, and part of this journey is facing that work when you can and being okay that if it takes a couple cycles to get there, fine, but know that that discomfort actually is a bit of a, a, a marker and, and a good thing to, to be aware of. So work through it. And I promise, I call it a ladder to a better you, which sounds a little schmaltzy, but like it really is that expansiveness. If we use some of Caitlin's language instead of mine, on the other side of that is some expansiveness. So please keep that in mind. Um, big love and thanks to everyone for for listening and continuing on the journey. You are doing it. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.